Hi, thanks for checking out the Casually Nerdy Podcast. I'm Dylan B. Mesterfer, and along with Gabriel Rodriguez, we bring you weekly updates on what's happening in the world of nerd pop culture, be it movies, comics, games, or Disney's ever-growing control of the world. Off we go. Hello. Hello, friend. Jumbo. Jumbo, my good friend. How Jumbo. art thou? Traveler. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you Nothing doing? Much. Let me tell you, we just won our softball game by one run. <gasps> we were down by two, and then we were just like, you know what? Oh, we want to win? Okay, we're we going to win. Last inning, boom, boom, boom. It was delightful. Man, good job. Thanks. I thought of you the whole time on all the moms, and I was like, "Ugh, my mom's gonna be so proud of me." Oh my gosh, I am proud of you. And I'm, oh. I'm speaking for all the moms. We're pulling up in our minivans and we're laying on the horn because we're proud of yes. you. That's right. Also, new idea for merch if that ever happens. You know how like, if, okay, this is gonna. I'm not calling us anything close to anyone that is in the service, but do you know how like people have like my son's a marine? Yeah. Like maybe like mugs or like bumper stickers are like my son's a podcaster. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is proud of my podcasting son. Isn't that a great idea? I'm putting a pin in that. That's horrible. I love it. I, I, I mean, okay, it's not like what I am not again. I'm not saying oh, like oh what we oh, do no. with anything. No, 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 no. I I love how like cheesy and goofy it is. It's okay, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it'd be funny. And a little mug that says, my son's a poet. <laughs> okay. My son's a podcaster. It's like the, it's like the, um, on the back of like uh, the minivan, it's like, you know, my son's an honor student at podcasting. Yes. So there we go. <laughs> or like, screw your honor student. My son's a podcaster. <laughs> oh. Oh my okay. gosh. My, my podcast son bullies your honor student. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> the point is, we're, we're keeping it as like th- what I said originally, but. I like it. So if we ever do reach the point of merchandise. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think I had that idea and I was like, oh, that sounds just delightful. I'm, I'm into it. I am also. Um, but yeah, man, did you um, update on, update me on your D&D uh, podcast? Have they released their first episode yet? I think they're going to release uh, their first episode on sometime next week. Uh, which is which is super exciting because I don't I don't remember if I said it last time we recorded, but um, there there's a, a little promo for Casually Nerdy in that uh, in that episode. So you did. I'm really excited. So I'm I'm excited to see if uh, if we can get a mom or two, get a new mom yes. or two to the to the and cult. If we can, and if our moms can go support Dylan's new adventure and check out their podcast and just be like, "Hey, Casually Nerdy sent me here." Yes, that'd be fun. It's the Legion of Renab podcast. Yeah. I'm sure we'll link it next week. Oh, yes. But oh, yes. I don't want to plug that much this week. I feel like we did a lot of plugging yesterday. Yeah. Last, last time we were here. So the pluggables were plugged a... up. Yeah, we're all, all my whole, all my orifices are plugged up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I would also like to thank somebody really quickly that I Go ahead. have mentioned on the podcast. Have an, an amazing mom. I'm going to butcher the name. Katie Omocho. I think is her handle on Instagram. I just want to thank her because she, all our endeavors, she's a loyal mom and always supports all our endeavors and listens and comments. And just, I know she listens to morning cup of martyr. She listens to Wikipedia. She listens to us. So I just want to say, we appreciate her being a world's greatest mom. You are an absolute dream. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So how have you been? Oh, I've been delightful. I've been delightful. I coached T-ball yesterday, and Killian actually caught his first ball. So oh, my God. I'm so proud. I, I can't even tell you, like, how, like, I was super proud, but, like, seeing him get, like, hype and proud so of excited. himself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My, for whatever reason, my, my Apple Watch, like, started, like, thinking I was talking to. I was like, I'm not talking to you, Apple Watch. Calm down. <laughs> uh, super big news. Uh, today, uh, 25 sleeps until I'm in Orlando. Oh, OMG. And also, our magic bands came today. 
<gasps> Which one did you get? Did you get normal ones or did you spend a little extra and get some saucy ones? We're not giving Disney any more money than they, they need. Yeah, we I, just I get... respect that decision. <laughs> well, I just got purple, Karina got pink, and Killian got red. So I respect that. And I'm Killian like... pick? No. He oh. actually, um, he currently does not know we're going to Disney World. Yeah, I know. You told me. We're planning a little surprise for him. Oh, yes. And maybe if that surprise works out, maybe we can share it with the moms. Oh, it'd be lovely. We got a couple. We 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 got a couple of things for it already. So we'll see what we'll see what we can do. Nice. I'm hopefully since the weather has been pretty baller. Um, next week I should be at the park at least twice. So I don't know Ooh. when you. Uh, I believe in 25 days, just before we leave. Kind of like the like this is this is where we're going type of dealy. What I was saying was, I'm going of to the course. park twice next week. Yes. Um, and so, depending on when you need these special videos, I will be able to get you that. <laughs> I I believe, I believe that we're showing them. We'll we'll wake up on the day that we fly out. Oh, okay. And so I got time. Perfect. I think so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure because we're doing a countdown every night. He gets a new Disney pin, like okay. a, like a like oh, a trading pin. You you guys are such good parents. Oh, we it's it's all Karina. I'm just <laughs> I I just exist along the ride. Hey, um, don't sell yourself short. We got some good moms, but you a good dad. Clutching my chest, Thank you, bro. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna uh, do is I'm gonna also get some for your video. I'm gonna try to get some cast members too. Ooh. If that's allowed. Yeah. So okay, just to like really get the get get cause I feel like any cast member would be like, uh yes, I'll make a child's dream come true. Yes. Thank so, you. I got you. Say less. I'll even do it. <laughs> I'll be I please. My please. Like, what's up? <laughs> I got huh. some Scooby Doo stuff for you. <laughs> it's a cloudy west clock. <laughs> Come on over. Oh, it's a cloudy with Spock pick. Oh, inside joke. <laughs> oh. No one will ever know. No. Oh, man. the mom's everything. Exactly. Gotta have, gotta have secrets. <laughs> secrets make the heart grow fonder. So, I don't know. Something, something like that. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Dylan. So. Oh, go ahead. It's time for trailers. <gasps> I'm so about trailers. Yeehaw. There's trailers in town. Yeah. Oh, oh, get ready, buckaroo. <laughs> oh, here we are. Okay, um, well, let's do, uh, um, you want to, let's do Onward first, because I think of the three, uh, surprisingly, I'm not as excited at this one the most. I, I, I'm going to see it. Yeah, obviously. I'll, I'll make, Pixar could make a video of somebody sitting in a room coughing for two hours, and I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. And we would just talk about, like, how, like, oh, did you see the nostril hair flare? No, it, was a, it was a commentary about life <laughs> and, and ice and the way they're deep, deported. Okay, okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> um, it, it still looks really, like, DreamWorks-y to me. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> it's just kind of a deviation from what they've done before. And I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I'm sure I'm really gonna like it, but um, the only way Disney can Disney has grown so much because it had adjusted for time. So maybe that's what the attempt this is. It's like maybe this is what they think will be their next step. This kind of animation style, um, it's just so different. It's just really out of left field. Honestly, even Frozen looks so different than their original stuff. Ooh, Fro, but Frozen looks so good. But yes, yeah, we'll talk. Yes, we'll chit chat. We'll we'll dive into that and we'll break the ice. Yeah, we'll ride a horse out of it. Um, well, yep. Don't let go of this episode quite yet. Don't let it go because it's coming. Um, I so the trailer. If you if you haven't seen it yet, it follows uh, two two brothers who, uh, on the youngest brother's sixteenth birthday, the single mother is like, "Hey, your father left you this magic staff." And you can use it to regenerate your father for one day and something goes wrong and they only get half the body um, yeah. back. And I saw somebody on Reddit say, wow, pitching weekend at Bernie's uh, yeah. was a, must have been <laughs> a fantastic pitch. <laughs> so um, weekend at Barney's for all our How yeah. I Met Your Mother fans. Um, <laughs> Better than friends. Don't at me. Yes. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, it, it it looks good. I mean, you can tell that like they're going to get to like regenerate the dad of in course, the last yeah. like twenty seconds of the film, and the dad is just going to be like, "I love you. I'm proud of you. You're a good boy." And there son. you go. <laughs> or maybe the trailer that the trailers that we've seen are literally just the first twenty minutes of the movie, and right. who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they get him halfway through the film, and he's a bad guy. You know what? That's pretty standard Disney and Pixar. <laughs> so, wouldn't doubt it. Your dad was an accountant. He was a warlock with numbers. Dum dum dum. And then they played D and D. Yes. <laughs> I think I told you the day when I was watching American Dad, and they had a D and like okay, so the son became a baseball umpire. Okay. And he was a nerd. He's a nerd, and he turned baseball into D and D. So, yes. like for one of the rules. Where they instead of a ball, they threw a twenty-sided die, <laughs> and if they hit it, whatever it landed on is like contributed to their hit or whatever. So it was, yeah. it was, it was just, it was funny. It was a funny little bit about D and D, and the joke was like, oh, we need to make baseball more fun for the youth, and how do we do it? And yada yada yada. So it was a good bit, good bit. I enjoy a good Dungeons and Dragons bit, no matter in what context it is. Exactly. So, I thought so you'd enjoy that. I'm. Thank you. I'm. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. Onward, but like it's definitely not on top of my list. Yeah, same. Shall we cruise on to the next one? Oh, time to see the eighth wonder of the world, Tom Cruise. the backside oh, of water. Sorry, we're on different. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, my bad. So, anyways, yeah, Jungle Cruise also had a trailer, which is the Rock Adventure film eight number eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one has Emily Bunt, Emily Blunt, and she could do anything, and I will watch her perfection. So one hundred percent. Yeah, I would watch her and The Rock do a lot of things. If you catch my drift. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope The Rock doesn't sink. Oh yeah. On this cruise. Mm. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Um, I I don't know about you, dude, but I'm getting very Pirates of the Caribbean esque yeah. vibes from this. Yeah, kind of like watered down. No, yeah, I'm going to see it just because I think it's either going to be really bad or really good. I that that's how this movie is going to be. It's either going to start a franchise, yeah, or it's not going to be great. It's going to be the Disney uh, uh, at the end of the movie. Um, Jack Sparrow is going to come out and be like, "I got a proposition for you." I don't know what accent that was, but I have a good one. <laughs> um, have you heard about the... Start the Magic Kingdom ride <laughs> universe? Oh, okay, but seriously, I am here for it <laughs> because I can see how Jungle Cruise could very right. easily become a big Thunder Mountain movie. Right, Space Mountain could be in there. I don't see go to space. He can be like, you know, you don't start with Space Mountain. It's like you didn't start with Guardians of the Galaxy. You ease into the 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 space stuff. Oh yeah, I I am forever waiting for the Guillermo del Toro. On a mansion movie. Oh, yeah. I think the they're one, potentially in talks of doing a new one. They they've been in. They announced that D twenty three in like two thousand fourteen, two thousand twelve, a long time ago in in movie time, uh, that they were working on one with Guillermo del Toro. He actually spent a whole day riding the ride uh, in Disney World with a little light on. Ooh. Just drawing and sketching, just stayed on the ride the entire time. Um, and Ryan Gosling that was um, delightful. It really does, and I, it's it's what my heart really wants. I really want a, a not that the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie was bad, but yeah, it was just uh, what are we doing? Yeah, why? Well. I'm sure, Why does this exist? I'm sure it'll get a new one. The demand for it will be there. It's a lot of people's favorite thing. Yes. Um, so do you want to move on to the, the final, the final, final trailer that just came out? I mean, we can, we can, uh, we can mosey on into the next one. Yes. So the final trailer for Frozen 2, well, maybe final, I don't know, uh, I came out. on YouTube it said, final but yeah who knows what that means 
Exactly. This one, so in this final trailer, we didn't really get a lot of new information. Oh, that's Olaf. Yeah, it was lots of Olaf, which I think they had been reading the comments on everything and said like, oh, looks like a surprising lack of Olaf. And they're like, you know what? You want Olaf? We heard you. Here's Olaf for 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to play this in front of Onward for 35 minutes. no, I I like Olaf. Um, I didn't. I don't have a problem with him. I liked the his little adventure short, but I also didn't see it in front of Coco. Yeah, um, I did. So, oh, how was that? I was fine. I knew it was coming, so I, like I didn't hate it. I didn't understand the outrage of okay, we just got like twenty minutes of free stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, what what's the big deal? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I've seen it probably eighty times because Killian loves it. Um, I will tell you this: they keep teasing this whole the the song called "Into the Unknown." I need to hear the whole thing because it's it's I'm 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 excited for it. It's it's a real good song so far, and I want to hear a lot more. I, I think like I was listening to a Disney playlist on Apple Music, and there's like three songs that said Frozen Two on them. I didn't listen to they have re- all the way. There's like an Olaf one. Um, uh, and I didn't listen to any other ones. Or that one, to be honest. What they've done is they've released uh, 25 seconds. Oh, it's like what they did with Aladdin's Prince Ali thing. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. All right. Teasing me. I'm enraged. <laughs> Just gave us a little taste and pulled it back. Exactly. So, yeah, all three songs total no more than two minutes yeah. cumulative. Love that. So, so I yeah. haven't had one that I've enjoyed more than the song from the previous film yet, though. But we'll see. Maybe in the context of the film, I'll uh, enjoy it more. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All the scenes with Olaf were just kind of like him just being comedic relief and yeah. kind of things. I think a lot of the 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 um the showing of like meeting new characters and interacting with new magic is going to happen to Olaf first cuz he's the more right. like dim-witted character Less so like <laughs> yeah so i i'm looking forward to it i yeah. i'm hype about frozen 2 i will be seeing it in theaters yeah, i'm excited about frozen 2 um i think that, i think there was a a rumor that Moana's getting a sequel as well. Really? I, I think so, yeah. Well, who, I don't know who, 100% if that's happening, but... Who put... Where did you see that at? I think Facebook. Actually, let's take a, take a short intermission, and I will... Uh, Moana. Moana 2. Electric Boogaloo. Right. Boogaloo. Boogaloo? <laughs> um, uh, Moana 2... There's lost people... in New York. That's a joke. Okay. Uh, there's the Lost Island. Yeah. It'll in the... wait. What? That'll be released in 2019. That's not happening. That's a lie. Yeah. I I don't know if any of these are founded in anything. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I was okay. Oh wait. This is a IMDb it... list. Okay. Um. IMDb has Frozen 2, Star Wars, Onward, Mulan, Black Widow, Artemis Fowl, Soul, Jungle Cruise, Eternals, a lot of Marvel, Cruella, Untitled Indiana Jones Project. Don't know how I feel about that. The Little Mermaid. Huh. Uh, I swore I saw something. We will. We'll get back. The, to that. Whatever <laughs> the Waterman is. Now I'm now I'm deep. Untitled Gargoyles Project. Mm, I love that. I didn't know that was... Uh, there's something called Magic Kingdom. Interesting. Okay. Captain Marvel 2, Snow White. Oh. Mm, Snow White makes me sad. Jungle Book 2. Oh, Electric Book. It's yeah. a Small World. There has, like, this website I'm on has, like, songs for it and everything. Like, this is either the biggest troll of all time or a misprint. Hmm. Oh, they're going to make the Graveyard book? I don't know if any of these are real. 
this is just a giant list of just words. Okay, now I know this is hurting my soul because there's a haunted mansion thing on here. Boo, whatever. No, this is whatever list that on, on IMDb is hurting my soul, so I'm not looking at it anymore. I I set my phone down angrily. <laughs> oh man. So have you found anything else about Moana? The list of some songs and a release date for twenty nineteen and a story synopsis, but it's lost me at release date twenty nineteen because I don't think I nine thousand percent sure it's not released in twenty nineteen. Yeah, no, it. Uh, oddly enough, it was straight to VHS. Oh wow! Oof, throwback. <laughs> and speaking of VHSs, are you ready to get into the the meat and bones of today's segment? I am losing it a little bit, so I'm gonna try to get to a little better spot with service. Oh, it's all good, dude. So, dude, can you hear me now? I can actually. I can hear you now. Perfect. I'm just gonna so, try to find a bar, <laughs> not like a, I'm a mule bar, like a, like a cell phone bar. <laughs> we can find a mule bar. Hey, I'd love a mule bar. <laughs> oh my. All right, I think we're better now. And if not, where we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Anyways, so <laughs> new series, I guess we're gonna call it. Yeah, I, and is this is this what we're planning on doing? Like going forward, like every like really kind of chasing this down the rabbit hole. I think until I think we we're gonna do it. I think we'll do our first series of videos. There might be a break next week, depending on what we do for Halloween, like a Halloween themed episode. If we end up doing that, or not next week, but the week after next week. Yeah, um, there might be a break between it, but we'll find that out soon. We'll we'll let you know, mom. We'll let you know, mom. Sorry, we'll we'll schedule a play date. It will. And hopefully, in theory, knock on wood, we'll have some episodes coming out at least for the next, like, eight weeks. <laughs> Excellent. Wait, let me double check. One, two, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, there's ten in this. Oh, well, here we go. Be a so, fun time. One of those weeks might take a break because Dylan will be on vacation, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. So, you we are going to start cup. Do what? You go ahead, take the reins. Oh my gosh. We're going to cover the Disney Renaissance. Yes. So I think we're, we'll explain the Disney's Re- Disney Renaissance here in a, in a little while. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the movies, um, see what, maybe see how they would be taken today, critically and by the fandom. Um, let it, maybe try to find some little tidbits about the movies that maybe not everybody knows, a little trivia. Um, and then maybe a little ranking system by the end. Yeah. And then by the end of that, hopefully then we'll move on to like other films, maybe Pixar films or other things. But so Dylan will take, Dylan did a lot more research than I did. So and, can let us know a little bit about the Disney Renaissance. Yeah, no. So literally if you would like to, uh, this, this is a source. Uh, let me get my, my Chicago style sourcing done. Uh, Wikipedia. If you just want to <laughs> Wikipedia Disney Renaissance, this is the information that you can hear me reading to you with a little bit of uh, Dylan pizzazz thrown in. Ooh, a little bit of razzle-dazzle. <clears throat> Let me push my glasses up against my, my, the brim of my nose. The Disney Renaissance, uh, it started in 89 and it ended in 99. So that means it starts with The Little Mermaid and then ends apparently with Tarzan. There's a lot of debate that it ends with Mulan. But Phil Collins pulled it out with Tarzan. I'm yeah, just we got him. He did that for us. So um, it's it's referred to this as the time that Disney really started producing, uh, going back to producing critically and commercially successful animated films, uh, because uh, just after Walt and uh, Royal Disney died, Walt passed away in 66 royal disney passed away in 71 uh the disney studios were left in the hands of a don tatum card walker and ron miller uh the films released over this 18 year period between uh the death of roy disney and the start of the renaissance um did not perform well at all uh, we had things like the fox and the hound um yeah. The, uh, uh, sword in the no, not sword in the stone. Yeah, I think that might have came out before that. Yeah, the sword in the stone came out before that. Uh, it was um, you're thinking of um, the one that almost like ended. Um, yeah, ended them. oh <laughs> god, what is it? Killian loves it. I love it. Um, it's a uh, the black cauldron. 
Yeah, there it is. Uh, so there's Black Cauldron, Aristocats, all of uh, company. Yeah, so all these movies that were good, but just there wasn't any. There was there was something Nothing to draw you into the theater. They were missing some some niche. They're missing something. Exactly, and what they were missing. I'm giving a lot of history here. Uh, was the famous one of the most famous animators for Disney was Don Bluth, uh, which Don Bluth uh, actually left and he took uh, probably about 17% of the animators, all the animators for Disney with him to start his own company. And the very first movie that he made was The Secret of Nim, uh, which came out in 1982. Um, which originally, apparently, Disney had rejected that story for being too dark. Um, and at this time, Don Bluth's production company became the main competitor uh, in the animation industry against Disney. Um, yep. So in 1986, Disney released The Great Mouse Detective, which is fantastic, uh, while Don Bluth released An American Tale. An American Tale was really great, and because of that, it outperformed The uh, Great Mouse Detective. Um, and then let's see. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Another thing that happened. Other episode. things. Um, because I recently did an episode similar, something about this, close to this, on the Wikipedia podcast not too long ago. Um, around the beginning of the Disney Renaissance, they were about a lot of money in debt. <laughs> mm, like um, the, Walt much. Disney Productions in in general, not just like not the theme parks and stuff, but the movie release company. Um. And so they had recently changed CEOs, like what Bob Iger is. They recently changed to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember the name of me for the life of me. Um, and the person before that, I don't know if this contributes to it or not, but I'm going to assume it does, didn't finalize a deal with Pixar. So Pixar was its own thing, no deals with Disney. Right. And then the person that got him back, got the person that replaced the CEO, got Pixar back with a new deal around like 80, 1986, I believe which is prime time to start developing movies like in 1989, like The Little Mermaid. And it's relatively well known that once they bought Pixar, uh, the best animation company at that time, um, the most innovative anyways, they stole a lot of those people like, hey, come work for Disney too. Like Mm -hmm. come help with our films, which, you know, if you're a company, you would, if you bought out another company, you'd be like, hey, you're a great employee. Come work for me, the father company. You can still work at Pixar if you want a little bit, but I will come work for me and make my brand better. And still, we'll still pay attention to your brand, but my brand also. <laughs> but, but my brand, the mouse. Yes. I mean, this is before the mouse really became the mouse. Yeah, this is when it took over. <laughs> like Disney Renaissance. Without the Disney Renaissance, we wouldn't have Frozen, Moana, any princess film, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it started with 1989's The Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Little. So, <laughs> and that the Little Mermaid is what we're going to be focusing on today. Yeah, so that's oh, the first no. film we're going to dive into. We'll probably go in order. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've seen every Disney Renaissance film. I will need a recap on the Great Mouse Detective because I'm pretty sure that is in the Disney Renaissance. If I'm not mistaken, it's not. Uh, the Great Mouse Detective is '86. The Great Wait, not the Great Mouse. I'm thinking of uh, there's one Rescuers. There it is. Thank you. I'll I'll actually list off the the Disney Renaissance films uh, in order. There's The Little Mermaid, followed by The Rescuers, then Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and then ending with Tarzan. Bangers. I have a lot to say about The Lion King and Pocahontas. That that's a great topic. Eventually, there there really is a <laughs> lot of great stuff about Lion King and Pocahontas. But, but we'll, we'll save that for. But we'll save. We'll put a little. We'll yeah. put a little. Uh, stay tuned. Oh yeah. Episode on that. Later. There was. Anyways, we'll just say there was a lot of competition. It was. It was really interesting time. It was. Um. So, the Little Mermaid. If I had a podcast, then. If okay. I had a podcast. This is pretty much it. If I had a past cast podcast, then series going on now. If I had a past cast, that's a good podcast yes. name. <laughs> so, nineteen eighty nine. The Little yep. Mermaid hits the big screen, but <gasps> The Little Mermaid started production in the 1930s. Oh, tell me more. I'm not even joking. Tell me more, tell me more. 
Thank you. So The Little Mermaid was originally planned uh, to be part of the Walt Disney's earliest feature film set, um, kind of like in a package film uh, from all the Hans Christian Andersen tales. Beauty and the Beast was the same way. Like Beauty and the Beast was planned right. along with like um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast were supposed to come out too, but uh, they were delayed due to several reasons. They couldn't get a good enough story because uh, in the original Little Mermaid uh, by Hans Christian Andersen, um, she, uh, she, the Little Mermaid sees the prince marry someone else and she gets so sad, she turns into a uh, sea foam and dies. Oh, controversial so, decision, but that might be a better ending. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so just prior to The Great Mouse Detective coming out in 1986, it's 1985. Uh, the director, Ron Clements, uh, became interested in a film adaptation of The Little Mermaid while he was serving as the director of The Great Mouse Detective uh, alongside John Musker. Uh, what a multitasker. Right? I mean, you're, you, when you're working on one project, you're always thinking about the next one. That's uh, true. He's but, got many hats. But he was actually walking through um, like an old used bookstore and found a Hans Christian Andersen book and was flipping through it read the tale about the little mermaid and was like oh brought it back to disney and they're like oh yeah we've thought about doing this for a long time here's all this stuff on it that like they did back in the 30s so he was like oh hmm so it it so yeah it's little mermaid was one of those stories that they'd had for a long long time and it's not like these stories are there's no like original content you know, all these stories yeah, are very, very similar. Like some short book or something. Um, Disney animation does like Frozen's off a book. I think Moana is original for the most part. I I'd believe it. Moana's kind of like okay, we're getting a lot of crap because all our princesses are white, so we need to do something. Like, well, sorry, I was about to start like saying like Beauty and the Beast things. I'm like, oh nope, gotta save that. <laughs> Pull that. Gotta Pull save that. it. Say less. Um, so. <laughs> But yeah, no. So uh, literally, he wrote up a big like while finishing up production on The Great Mouse Detective in '86. He wrote up like a two-page like, "This is my story." Pitched it, and they greenlit it. Um, so I mean, I could go. On, I've got a whole bunch of just like weird talking points and things about um, about him and like um, the Little Mermaid, but. As far as like pre-production goes, there was the song "Part of Your World" was almost actually cut out because it didn't. Dang. Wow, it did not test well with a group of uh, preschoolers. Okay, um, but they're dumb. And "Party Rolls a Banger." Uh, yes, it is. But they had to fight really hard for it because Disney execs were like, "No, cut it." The kids didn't like it. Situation was that when. Um, when um what is it the wizard of oz was screen tested Uh for kids they did not like somewhere over the rainbow and somewhere over the rainbow was almost cut out of the movie oh my god could you imagine i that stuff blows my mind like such small stuff like that that like what stays in movies what doesn't like okay that just blows my mind sometimes um yeah no it so I, I just I watched a video today about um, Tom Hardy and um, Venom. Mm-hmm. It was like Anatomy of a Failure, and it just showed the clip of him going, "Yeah, the best thirty minutes of the movie are the ones that we cut out." Yeah, I'm I like, I was like, "Oh no, don't say that, <laughs> don't say that, please." <laughs> um, but yeah, but I could, honestly, I don't even. Oh no, there's Sebastian has the only other songs in in Full uh, Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah, I think, right? Let me think. There's Part of Your World, there's Under the Sea, there's Kiss the Girl. Am I missing one? I mean, there's that weird one that her sister's saying where Ariel doesn't show up to in the beginning. Yeah, there's that. Uh, which um, I didn't know that existed until I played Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, why do I do this weird song and dance thing in Kingdom <laughs> Hearts? And then I saw the movie again, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's where Kingdom Hearts got it. Um, um, I mean, there's the reprise to Part of Your World. yeah. The funny thing about Party of the World. Oh, there's Ursula. Made up a song. Ursula oh, sings. Ursula, yeah, which is a banger. That's the best song in the film, in my opinion. Um, but I love villain songs. They're my favorite, though. They're so good. Yeah. Um, it was funny because I was watching it a little bit, but it got cut off eventually because I was watching it on my TV and it just kind of turned off. 
Um, but like Ariel like ma- sings a song that she made up, part of your world, and then the next thing she's just like humming it. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, you're just humming this tune that you nobody else knows. And the sisters are just like not even. They're like, oh yeah, she's in love, obviously. So <laughs> this, I just thought that was cool. Like, imagine if I just made up a song and then I'm at work and I'm just like humming this melody I made up. Somebody would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like when I wrote a lot of music, I would do that. I guess that's fair. So yeah, that makes I sense. I get it. Maybe I I, get... I don't I can't relate to it because I'm not a mu- mu- yeah magician musician. <laughs> I mean you. You are a magician. Oh, my dad was a magician. Was he? He left and he never came back. <laughs> he made himself disappear. <laughs> I use that joke all the time to make people uncomfortable. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to the show today. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Little Mermaid was originally going to be marketed as a, like, um, like a, a just for ki- like just for girls um, type of film, but it play tested really well with boys, so they added a lot more action to it. Um, and then they realized like, oh, this could just be for everybody. Everybody could like this. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, it's it's interesting to like see and whatnot. Um, Alan Menken, this was his first project with, um, with. Um, Disney, um, and he had just come off of doing a lot of Broadway style shows because uh-huh. uh, he worked on a Little Shop of Horrors, which Ooh. I did not know that Little until shop. studying this. Um, I've met Alan Meekin, fun fact. Have you? I have. He was a delight. Is he nice? He was very nice. Oh, good. Good. I mean, I, you gotta be. You <laughs> gotta be. Um, but they brought him in because they wanted to make this a musical and they were wanting to lean away from because some of the musicals that have been coming out, like uh, Oliver and Company had just come out before, which was very, um, yeah. which was very pop music heavy. Yeah. Um, like very because, jazzy, jazz pop. Yeah. Huey Lewis and the News did all the, uh, I'd say majority of the music yeah. for that. Um, that and makes then, like, sense. Thumb, um, you know, Don Bluth was putting out things like Thumbelina, um, American Tale Goes West. It was all very um, contemporary music for the time. There wasn't a lot of like Broadway style, like, ballady that Alan Minkin was like, oh yeah. Oh, I can do that. I got you. I have so many fun Beauty and the Beast facts. (laughs) (laughs) Do what? You just have to hold those in. I also have a lot of Beauty and the Beast facts because I I know a lot about Beauty and the Beast. You know a thing or two. I know a thing or two. I actually know the Beast personally. (laughs) Uh, Um, um, Fun fact. But yeah, let's uh, let's I'll interrupt you with little tidbits of information that not a lot of people might know about the VHS cover. Ooh, oh, yes, I'm sure it's you very know phallic. about this. Um, so intentional or not, we I guess we'll never we'll we will never know. Disney will never come out and be like, yeah, it was we did it. <laughs> that was us. Yeah, we was just a goof. Um, <laughs> there is a certain let's say. A castle, underwater castle, I believe it is. Yeah. And there is a certain pillar in the underwater castle that kind of resembles a male mm, genital. Yes, genital. Um, it could be intentional. I think I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it even has like a spiral around it that kind of looks veiny <laughs> to some degree. It's 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 got a vein and it's got a um. An orifice, if you will, at the very An tip. Orifice. It's the word of the day. It is. It is. Plug your pluggables. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fun tidbit. Most people know that already, so we're not breaking any grounds on that. But that was a bit... It it wasn't really a... Uh, so the internet didn't exist to the degree it did back then. So no. there wasn't a lot of like people going on... Tw- if that happened now, Twitter would be like, there's a dick on the cover of the <laughs> like, um, but, Twitter would lose its mind. Yeah. It would be incredible, but yeah, I don't think that would fly now. <laughs> there, I think they're very. I think they have somebody specifically that works at Disney that's designed to catch the dicks. Like, okay, what could possibly look like a dick? <laughs> um, and so I promise that's the last time we will say dick on the podcast today. Until we talk about the erection <laughs> of the priest in the original cut of the uh, of the film, 
That the... one you knew about until I sent it to you the other day, right? Say that again? You didn't know about that until I sent it to you the other day, right? I did know about that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I mean, I'm always excited to see... Oh, it sounds like that see... priest was excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. They tried saying that that was his knee. I'm like, mm, that's a bony knee. But, yeah, so those are the only, if I'm not mistaken, the only two uh... phallic references. Yeah, let's say that. Okay, let's move on to the movie. So, <laughs> there was, I broke up a little bit, so I don't know if I, I started explaining the synopsis, but I think we broke up for a little while. So, did you hear the synopsis that I gave? I did not. Okay, so I will continue with the synopsis. So, Ariel just turned 16, um, and they're supposed to have, like, a little dance, a little song and dance number for the Kingdom of Mermaids and for mm-hmm. King Trident, but here's the thing. Ariel doesn't show up. <gasps> Where should she be? So, Ariel has a certain fascination for the uh, land-dweller world um, to where she finds abandoned ships, and she goes through them. She finds forks, which she calls a dinglehopper, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but King Triton is very against the human world. He thinks they all eat fish and pollute, and spoiler, we do, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyways, so flash forward to um, splash forward, flash forward. Thank you for catching that. Um, to uh, a little later in the film, and Ariel f- sees some some boat dwellers just kind of having a having a little party on their ship when a storm approaches, and then some handsome hunk in an effort to save a dog. Which I mean, how can you make someone more attractive? His name <laughs> was Gabe. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I like every other little boy had a big crush on Ariel uh yeah spicy half naked redhead yes <laughs> so <laughs> I want to be part of your a, world me and the preacher had something in common let me tell you <laughs> bony knees <laughs> um so then she saves him he sees her a little bit because she's singing to him which I think is a callback just to mermaids like in general were had I think what they came from originally was from like singing to see people and then like killing them. Uh, that is a uh, siren. Mermaids, yeah, mermaids carried over a a thing from Greek mytho- Greek mythology of sirens that did that. Okay, yes. cool. Um, but yeah, so flash forward, Ursula's like, okay, so air, this is about to go down. Ariel likes this guy. He's a human. I'm about to get trying that. So. Because Ursula was kicked out of the kingdom, I believe, for some some BS. Anyways, so yeah. then Ursula's like, yo, what's up? That hunk of a man you like? I can make you human. So uh, all you got to do is give me your voice. Snip, snap. Don't think about it. Just sign this paper. Bless my soul. Ursula's on a roll. <laughs> um, which I think is, they actually say the boss is on a roll, so not too far off. Um, the boss is on a roll. There we go. They shake on it. She finds some papers. Ariel gets legs, loses her voice. Um, and then she finds her man. And then I think she needs to get a kiss. Yes. Or fall in love. Three days. Three days. She has three to kiss days. him three days. Yeah, kiss him. Which nowadays, that'd be like, swipe right, give him that kiss, boy. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> easy. Back then, a little harder. Uh-huh. Give me them lips. Give me them lips. Um, and so, yeah. And then, so Sebastian set in the mood, giving little song and dance numbers. And then they're on a boat, and Ursula's doing what now. she can to uh, stop that from happening. And then you want to take it over from there, because that's what about the time when my movie cut off. So, fun fact. I have listened to the Little Mermaid audiobook. It is a 45-minute audiobook with Killian roughly a thousand times. Oh, so why am I he doing lo- this enough? <laughs> Uh, you're more optimistic than I am. I was enjoying it. Okay. It was so good. So, The Little Mermaid. Okay, so, they're in this boat. They're singing to each other. They're just about to kiss. Sebastian, red with excitement, and because he's a crab, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, everybody's leaning in, and the boat gets tipped over by Flotsam and Jetsam, Ursula's two evil uh, electric eel or moray eel, Henchmen, not sure what they are exactly. They never say it in the audiobook. <laughs> um, so they, they flip them over, they stop the kiss, they go home, and they have uh, they go they go to bed. 
Ariel is woken up by uh, Scuttle, her uh, her guppy. <laughs> uh, no, Scuttle is the um, oh, the, is seagull. the seagull. seagull. Ignore me. Wakes her up and he's like, "Hey, big news in the kingdom! You're getting married. You did it, kid!" And she's so excited. And she comes downstairs and she sees Prince Eric with this very pretty black-haired woman um, who I do not know the name of. And Ariel just distraught. She's like, oh, God, this is the guy. This, she's, who she, who's this woman he's marrying? And he overhears, um, overhears the butler just being like, yeah, this is the one that was singing to you. Here's the exposition for you. Mm-hmm. So and then Ariel, Ariel fun fact, this was cut from the film. She Ooh, walks out. It. Fun fact. She walks out, sees that, and she's like, I don't need no man. And then Truth Hurts by Lizzo starts playing. And then she turns into Seafoam. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's it. They went a total it's, different direction. It, it's fantastic. If, if you haven't seen direction. the director's cut, <laughs> um, brutal and brash. But <laughs> Uh, so Ariel, Ariel does leave, um, and Seba- or Scuttle flies by the ship before they get married. Uh, before Eric and this woman get Vanessa, before Eric and Vanessa Vanessa's. get married, and Scuttle sees uh, her getting ready on the boat in like a room by herself, and she's singing. And when she looks in this mirror, the reflection is Ursula, and Scuttle's like, "Whoa, hold up, huh. we gotta, we, I got, I gotta warn Ariel." Jacques, Jacques. Um, and so Ariel uh, swims out. To, she gets out to the boat somehow. Yeah, she, she swims. Gets out she to, does her thing. Yeah. She, and she gets out that. there. And Scuttle knocks the, the shell that is like holding Ariel's voice. And it smashes on the ground. And Ariel gets her voice back. Uh, Eric, you know, forgets. Uh, or Eric like comes to and sees Ariel and he's like wait it's really you I've been hoodwinked by this beautiful and he looks over and no longer is it Vanessa but this girl turns back into Ursula the sun sets on the third day Ariel becomes a mermaid again Ursula grabs her and takes her back into the ocean and Eric's like whoa hold up I just like regained consciousness what Uh even is going on (laughs) and I so we don't know what Eric's doing. Spoiler alert, it's wild. So <laughs> we're underwater. Ariel's an, uh, a mermaid again. And they they swim to Ursula's cave. And King Triton comes up and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop this. And Ursula's like, I'll trade. I want you and your Triton for her. And, you know, in a baller move, King Triton's just like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I love my daughter so much. I feel real bad for yelling at this her point, earlier. Trying to think kind of a <laughs> kind of a bad day. <laughs> I've, I've been kind of aggressive. <laughs> You've been a bit. It's kind my of fault. Like maybe at some point, like Ariel, like let's compromise. I'm okay with you spending all this time. Like let's take me with you at least. Let me go with you. King King Triton's the third dick in the movie. Oh, uh, and then they do the switch, and then here comes Eric swimming down with a harpoon gun. And shoots Ursula. What a man. And gets Ariel. And then, like, they swim back up. And, like, he's like, oh, you're safe. And then out of nowhere, like, this giant, like, crown, like, comes up in between the two of them. And Ursula is this giant monster. Which was terrifying. It really was. (laughs) And then Eric gets in his boat. There's a thunderstorm happening. It's wild. A whirlpool starts, and Eric drives his boat, the mast of his boat, into Ursula, piercing her and killing her. And then all the creatures that Ursula had turned, like all the mer people that Ursula had like turned into these weird little like spooky things, little spooky skeleton they, like, things. Yeah, they they return to normal, and they get married, and 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 there we go. There we go. That's the Little Mermaid. For those who haven't seen this movie that came out in 1989. This movie is as old as I am. This movie is older than I am. <laughs> this movie is 30 years old. I'm an old man. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the film. And all... Doing this podcasting life and stuff, you realize how much... Disney's pretty intense. There's a lot of death. 
Yeah. Some of my yeah. favorite I mean, episodes. Not George R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of my favorite episodes that I've been doing on on the Makingpedia show have been the ones where I talk about old video, old original Walt Disney production movies. Yeah. And they're wild, man. They're so aggressive. <laughs> Every episode I've done so far that has one, somebody pulled a gun on somebody. Yeah, it we Killian watches like um like sometimes like he'll like want to watch cartoons while he eats and we're all about it. We're like, yeah, cool, we would love to have a quiet moment, of course. Um and we'll just put on like we'll just Google, we'll go on YouTube, we'll just type in like Donald Duck and Nephew's cartoons. Yeah. And the amount of like gun violence <laughs> and like cigarette smoking in these cartoons is insane. It's so funny because like the those episodes take such a different tone. Because they're a lot more funnier than my other episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just realize how, there's a lot of violence in Disney movies. And even like some stuff, like in the Haunted Mansion, there's a guy like that's hung himself in the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, every time I see that, I'm like, how did, who, how did this get greenlit? <laughs> there's always my solution. Hang <laughs> myself. I don't, oh, my God. It's like, good Lord, y'all. The other rights don't even curse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what, I, okay, The Hunchback of Notre Dame is on here, because I had a point to say about that, but I realized we'll get to The Hunchback of Notre Dame and all this. So many good movies in this. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is, I, I got a good feeling about this series. But anyways, um, so, I, I, I think if this movie came out today, it, it would be updated animation, but if it had everything else the same, it would still be 100%, like, still, still, still hit, still be a banger. I think it would still be successful. What do you think? Oh, I, I think if this movie just came out um, for the first time, like in the style of like, you know, Tangled or right. Moana, yeah, yeah. I think it would be out of this world. Yeah, I, I think they would be I agree. very much so loved. I mean, you these all these movies, for the most part, age well. Like you can show this to Killian and he'll still be like, oh, that's a banger. Yeah, like I love this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Killian loves it. Um, I mean, there are a lot of tones in it that I don't necessarily love like that like things like Frozen have made fun of it's like it's like you haven't even talked to this guy and you're telling your father you love him yeah like day one that was too much yeah. I don't think that would fly anymore and like Kristoff is like wait you just met this guy and you're, you're gonna an marry idiot. him <laughs> yeah and and while I well I do understand that there is a difference between Anna's character who is older than 16 yeah while Ariel is 16 in this movie, like 16 year olds, both boys and girls are just real dumb. <laughs> and so like, it makes a lot more sense. They're little horn teens. So I get falling in love right away. It, yeah. No, 100%. Um, Especially because this probably, is, let's be real. Ariel was the youngest daughter of King Triton, spicy redhead. All the mermen were like, sup. And she was purple like, shell bra. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, Karina and I were talking about this. She was, was it Eric that she said that she was real into? I mean, he's a hunk. He is a hunk. He is a hunk. And he loves dogs. I think he is. love dogs. He is one of the top five Disney princes. Oh, yeah. We'll have he's a handsome we'll, we'll rank the we'll, we'll rank the princes one day. <laughs> so I, I think this would do well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the the live action remake i'm interested to see how it how it fares yeah um they've gender they've gender swapped scuttle uh scuttle in the animated movie is a uh is a voice by a man uh in the film version it's going to be voiced by a woman uh she is oh gosh i don't have her name (laughs) no you know what that would actually be fantastic wouldn't it be great I could see I that. I told you that was a dingo hopper. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Wanda Sykes impression. Thanks. You're I have welcome. a good Jerry Seinfeld sometimes too. If I'm in the good mood. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a bee. Ah. <laughs> uh, my Jerry Seinfeld from B movie impression. I'm always up for a B movie reference. <laughs> um, there, um, she is. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, she's a rapper. The friend, the friend from Crazy Rich Asians. I think so. I, okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's her. She's been in a, uh, lot of th- a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, she's she is going to be Scuttle, um, and then 
Harry Styles uh, was in talks to be Eric, but he's not anymore. Yeah, he turned that down. I'm kind of happy about that. He is handsome too, but he doesn't he doesn't say Eric to me. Yeah, um, I read an article. They were talking about Javier Bardem, and for Ooh. whatever reason, I thought they were talking about Javier Bardem being um, Eric. I was like, he's older. Yeah, and then I realized, he's yeah, he's Triton. So he's he's, he's he's already cast as Triton, or he's in talks. He's in talks. Terry Crews was wanting to be Triton, and I'm I, that. I am one million percent behind it. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Um, um, I don't know. He's kind of a. I don't know. He could play serious. I'm sure he's an actor. He's a, like so. Oh sure yeah. Um, I don't know. I would like to see who would be your ideal Prince Eric if you had to pick one or two people. Ooh, my ideal Prince Eric. Yeah. On the spot, we didn't talk about this, but let's. God, I said no. I said no non-pre-planned questions, man. No, um, <laughs> no. Uh, I'd have to say Don Bluth. No, um, <laughs> I don't know many like young, hot actors right like, now. I don't know how young he is, but I think Henry Cavill could maybe pull it off. Oh shit! Yeah, he's handsome. I think maybe he needs to lean out a little bit. But I think he'd be dope. Uh, uh, I he think got that black hair. I think jawline. <laughs> Yeah, no, you've you've kind of sold me on Henry Cavill now. All right, that was you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think the guy that played Han Solo in the Solo movie could okay. do a good one. I could see that. He's got um, that that face. Yeah, maybe Poe Dameron. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Actually, no, he would actually make a real good Prince Eric. I haven't seen him in enough stuff to think his acting. I don't know his singing chops, because I'm sure he'd he'd get a song in the movie, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I mean, somebody from Glee. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anybody from Glee that would be good Ooh, for it. What color is Sebastian Stan's hair? I mean, he wear a wig. Sebastian Stan's a hunk. He's kind of lean too. He plays Bucky in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm. Nah, not feeling it. Not feeling it. All right, I'll go. I'll stick with Henry Cavill. My original answer. Uh, I'm gonna go with Paul Rudd. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Paul Blart for a second. I'm like, whoa, okay. Okay, he's policing, but this movie's doing some things. He's policing the shore. <laughs> um, Polly Shore. Um, haven't heard that name in so long. Um, <laughs> I heard it twice on a podcast I was listening to earlier, so it was fresh on my mind. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, you know, and then obviously there's this, there, there was a huge controversy, controversy with, um, with uh, the casting of Ariel, and I, I, yeah, I don't, people got over it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, y'all, calm down, please. That's not who I would have went with, but also it's fine. Yeah. Like, I wasn't at the audition, so. <laughs> I would have gone with you for Ariel, hands down. No, I also would have gone with you for Ariel. Uh, so, back to the original. Um, yeah. The budget was $40 million. That's a lot of money. How much the- money did it make, Dylan? It made two hundred and twenty-three million dollars in its wow. in its in its run, which for that time is a lot of money. <laughs> was insane. It was the biggest. Um, it was the biggest opening for a um, for an animated movie ever yeah. at the time. Also, which that's a lot of money too, because usually I don't know if this is, applies to back then. So the budget applies to the. Um, just the development of the film, paying actors, actresses, computer designing, that yada yada yada, CGI, whatever. Um, then you usually have to double it for marketing. Mm-hmm. It was probably less back then. So let's say seventy million. Worst case scenario is what they spent on marketing, and then I've... it made so it made over one hundred thirty million dollars in profit. That Walt Disney was just like, oh, we'll take that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they they took that, and that is, I mean, the Disney Renaissance was fueled like it got its like the ball rolling from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Oliver and Company, and The Great Mouse Detective are really kind of what like got them the funding to do the yeah, Little Mermaid. They did just enough, just enough to get the money going. And so, like after Which the Who movie, Framed Roger Rabbit is a hidden gem. I love that movie. <laughs> It it's been so long since I've seen it, and I need to watch it again with Killian. But I yeah. I seem to remember a lot of gun violence in it too, and I'm like, yep. oh god, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just 
he started to get like interested in guns like what are these do and i'm like oh god no (laughs) um so just a little bit more fun facts about it coming to vhs um so i didn't know this um movies like like it it's so weird to like think about a time when like movies did not just come out to be purchased for home um the Little Mermaid was released as part of the Walt Disney Classics line on VHS, Laserdisc, Betamax, hmm. and whatever a Video 8 home video release uh, in May of 1990. So just six months after the movie came out, which was unheard of for Disney to do. Because yeah. prior, Disney would just put their movies back into theaters every seven years. Yep. That's how they made their then, money. And now they can do both. Because now they just re-released Beauty and the Beast, and I think most like a few people went to go see that. Like at least they at least made a million dollars probably from people because they did, but they had no effort, no, no budget to do it. They just re-released the film. They just sent out oh. a new copy to other <laughs> to other uh, to movie theaters, and we're like, yeah, show Beauty and the Beast, whatever. Karina and I went to go see about four <laughs> years before Beauty and the Beast came out in theaters. Karina and I went to go see Beauty and the Beast at like the big theater in uh, Nashville. Uh, there's like a giant Regal, or maybe an AMC now. I don't know. It's a giant movie theater in Nashville, and we went to go see it there. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a very good night. We thought we were seeing it in IMAX, but we realized when we got there we were not. So we were a little bummed about that. But eh. um, so let me see where am I at? Um, so The Little Mermaid became 1990s top selling. Uh, home video with over 10 million units sold uh, and that in 7 million of those were sold in the first month um, the home video release along with the box office and the merchandise sales contributed to the Little Mermaid generating a total revenue from 89 to 90 1 billion dollars this so, is pretty much Little Mermaid alone, if things stayed the same, funded at least the next six movies in in the Disney Renaissance. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, the the Little Mermaid set the entire tone for the Disney Renaissance, and it isn't even. It's nowhere near the biggest movie in the Disney Renaissance. It's a mid tier Disney Renaissance movie. Yeah. It. I mean, it's fantastic, but there are some it's heavy, you know, heavy, heavy headers. Yeah, exactly. So how many uh, reprimanding daughters out of 10 would you get? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's going to be a bright young woman who are sick of swimming. I mean, I, I love The Little Mermaid. Um, it's, it's definitely a 9 out of 10. Oh, wow. Me. Okay. Yeah, even even after seeing it so many times with Killian, because he lo- like he's I think he likes this cute redhead as well. Yeah, I I get. That. Um, so I mean I I understand as well. Um, but no, he he loves it's a it's a fantastic film. What what do you give it? I'll give it a solid seven, which gives it an average, casually nerdy score of eight. Perfect. So so right now it is. On top of the leaderboard for the Disney Renaissance movies because we haven't done anything else left yet. Love it. So it is number one. One out of ten. We'll see how long it lasts. I'm going to post on Instagram tomorrow about this. So stay tuned for that. Today, for people listening, there will be an Instagram post to kind of dive into the little little Mermaid and maybe we can discuss a little bit about it. Um, Say the last part again. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I lost you for a second. I lost you for a second. Um, get lost in your eyes. Oh. oh. Those dreamy browns. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to post. You'll be getting it today. I will post a Little Mermaid post on Instagram today. Kind of letting everybody know we're doing the series. Um, see what you guys think about Little Mermaid and yada, yada, yada. So stay tuned for that because that's happening. I promise. So... That is pretty much the end of our Little Mermaid discussion. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this series. I, I had fun with it, so um, I'm sure Dylan did as well. He did a lot of research. I'm proud of Dylan. He did a lot of research. 
I did a lot of collective uh, copy and pasting. But thank <laughs> you. The last time I took notes, uh, to the extent that he did, was when we did our Avengers episode for Endgame. And I had like four pages of notes. And then he sent me a Snapchat earlier that was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't do any of that. And I got really, really self-conscious. I'm like, uh. <laughs> oh. We were going to have a Don't friend get self-conscious. On, um, today. I don't know what happened, but we'll be having some friends on for the next couple episodes, too. Um, so be on the lookout yes. for that. Um, Karina might make an appearance, which is always a fun time. I still think that is my favorite episode we've done. The one with it, Karina. There was a lot of laughs that episode, for sure. She is, she is everything. She is, well, romance. So I think it's time <sighs> to, to wrap things up. We got a longer episode today. I'm glad. I'm happy. I love it. Yeah, it was a good one. So follow Dylan at Dungeons and Dylan's. Make sure you check out when uh, the podcast, we'll, we'll post on Instagram once uh, the podcast that he's editing. Um, if you want to give them the name again really quick. The Legion of Renab. So as soon as that episode's up, we'll share it with you guys. So you guys can check that out. Give them some support. Let them know we sent you. Uh, Duns and Dillons. I'm Jim Leader Gabe. Morning Cup of Murders is a great show. Check that out. Check out the Wikipedia podcast. Both of those are daily releases. Um, yeah. And as always, follow your dreams. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week when we talk about. Drum roll. The Rescuers Down Under. Down Under, you hear? Thunder, thunder. thunder Bye. Thunder. Bye, guys. <laughs>